Hey fishies, welcome back to Auntie Wombat's Bible Class. Remember that this show can't keep going without your questions, so please call or text 415-504-2289. You can DM me on Instagram at Wombatalim, on Twitter at the underscore Wombat. You can ask me anything on Tumblr, which is wombatalim.tumblr.com. You can send me a message from the Auntie Wombat's Bible Class Facebook page. Please also share this podcast with your friends, subscribe in your favorite podcast app, do all that good stuff, rate it if you can. Every little bit helps. First up, can you talk about different pronouns and how there are even more than just he, him, she, her, and they, them? Yeah, there are actually quite a few um, gender neutral pronouns that people have come up with over the years. Um, the ones that seem to have the most traction are Z, Zier, and Zier's, or see here and here's though there's some combination the uh he or equivalent would be ze or zie or sie and then the uh her would be hir zir and then the theirs be zirs or zes or hirs those are the most common people have come up with all kinds of different things um like knee, V, Spivak, Z, Z spelled X-E instead of Z-E. Um, but most people tend to go for the they, them, theirs if they want a gender-neutral pronoun. It's frankly easier to spell and understand which, because the, the other ones kind of have some ambiguous spellings. We're never sure how to spell those, because it could be with an S, a Z, or an X. And um, yeah. But yes, there are definitely lots of other gender-neutral third-person pronouns out there. Um, it's just most of them aren't very frequently used. Next question I got was uh, not necessarily LGBT-related, but can we talk about toxic masculinity? Yeah, we can totally talk about toxic masculinity. And let's start by defining toxic masculinity. It's not that masculinity is inherently toxic. What toxic masculinity refers to is a set of behaviors that are culturally understood to be male-centric um, that include suppressing your emotions with the possible exception of anger, maintaining a tough guy appearance, um, operating under the, if not belief, the functional belief of violence is power, and it often also implies controlling behavior. Uh, it also goes along with the idea that failing to maintain these traits makes one feminine or weak, and it's inherently misogynistic. So when we're talking about toxic masculinity, we are talking about that set of traits in particular, and the fact that a lot of people who are exhibiting these traits, that's not even naturally who they are, it's just what they have learned that they have to do in order to get along. And we need to strike this notion that these are necessary to be a man, per se, um, because they are, quite frankly, damaging to the person and to everyone around the person and damaging to the culture at large. If the you happen to be someone who doesn't feel a lot of emotion, that's one thing. But if you feel these emotions, but you just get in the habit of suppressing them all the time, keeping them bottled up. It's not healthy. 
So show your emotions. Don't try to be a tough guy if you're not a tough guy. Um, violence is not power and controlling people is not good. Also, women are not inherently weak, which is, you know, another misconception of someone holding this particular worldview. All right, next question. I'm trans and I'm continuously asking my parents to refer to me as my chosen name when talking about past events, but they won't listen and I tell them time and time again, what should I do? Um, so I am have to kind of assume uh, from the context that they're at least good about using your correct pronouns and correct name when they're referring to you in the present tense, in which case you might, I mean, more than just asking them to please change, you might need to sit down with them and explain why it hurts. But you also need to be a little bit understanding because you're basically asking them to rewrite memories. And it doesn't mean that they're not going to try, but it might take them a while. It may be, it's actually harder to, to switch when you're talking about something that's already happened at the time that that person had another name. Uh, than it is to refer to that person in the present tense with the correct name. So you may need to have a little patience. You may need to go deeper into why this hurts than just please stop doing it. Um, if they're not referring to you by the correct name of the present tense, it's probably a completely lost cause. But unfortunately, there's no magic switch I can give you for this. Um, but, you know, keep asking please be patient, maybe go a little deeper into why it hurts. But um, unfortunately, like I said, this is a harder thing to switch than present tense. It really is. All right. And the last question I had for today was tips for people starting to use the bathroom with the gender they identify with. This is kind of a tricky one. Um, so the hard truth here, you know, we had all this stuff in the news about these bathroom bills in various U.S. states. And yes, it is currently illegal in some U.S. states to use the bathroom that of your gender identity rather than the one that you were theoretically born with. Um, so those laws are on the books in some states. The, the really hard truth here is that it's never cis women who are actually in danger people most in danger when using public restrooms are trans people. And that's true with or without these bathroom bills. So use caution. Um, I don't really, I don't really have any tips to make you safer, except to know your environment, know where you are. Um, you know, uh, <sighs> you should really just go where you feel safest. If you're in a fairly urban, fairly liberal area, you're probably fine. It really doesn't matter which bathroom you use, frankly. If you're in an area that is welcoming to trans people, you're generally safe either way. But if you're in a less friendly place, um, you're probably best going with whichever bathroom more closely resembles your gender presentation at that time, regardless of what your identity is. Um, 
how how are you presenting and um that's going to lead to the least amount of conflict in some places you may be best off using a single occupancy bathroom um and i hate in a perfect world that wouldn't be necessary and in, even in an imperfect world that was a little more inclusive that wouldn't be necessary but unfortunately in some places you're running a risk using a public bathroom and that's just unfortunately the sad truth of it and other than a broader cultural shift there's not much you can do on an individual basis so i went online and you know tried to look up some tips from freshly transitioning trans people trying to use public restrooms and unfortunately i'm not finding a lot of suggestions and more a lot of horror stories <laughs> and that's not the information i want to give you but it's the information that's out there so you know, one person in particular, I remember, was talking about, you know, trying to wait until no one else was in there, use a stall, um, and if someone walks in, it might be safe to, to wait in the stall until the person leaves. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's unfortunately the best I can do there. Um, yeah, I, I wish I had better news, but sometimes it's... I'm not going to tell you, oh, yeah, you should be fine when I don't know that you will be. So use your best judgment. Try to stay safe, please. And that is my show for today. Thanks for listening. I will be back with you next week. Please send in your questions. Call, DM, ask me anything on Tumblr, however you want to get them to me. Stay safe out there. <laughs>